On the show today, we'll talk sprint car plans for Roth Motorsports. High Limit snags a fifth World Racing Group employee. Justin Sanders' future, weekend results, and much more. Let's go. It's Sunday, January 7th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll start your Sunday off with some weekend race results. Down at the Wild West Shootout, things got underway last night with the first of six race programs. In a feature that went caution-free, Cade Dillard picked up the first $10,000 winner's check of the event. He started outside front row, rolled, to the, uh, rolled the top to the lead at the start, and was able to keep Bobby Pierce at bay in the closing laps. It was a tight battle to the end, though, with Garrett Alberson also in the mix. Uh, those three, you basically could have thrown a blanket over them in those last couple of laps. Uh, they all had to work through lap traffic as well. Tyler Erb finished fourth on the night with Kyle Larson charging from 14th to 5th in his first dirt late model race in several months. Dillard actually won twice on the night, also picking up the $2,000 modified victory over Johnny Scott and Terry Phillips. This past week, I had a moment on The Daily Show where I said that Brandon Shepard would likely be Bobby Pierce's closest competition for the Outlaw title in 2024, and I shared part of that clip to TikTok. And I had a comment on that TikTok from someone saying we shouldn't sleep on Dillard as an Outlaw title contender as well. We've certainly seen Dillard finish top three in Outlaw points in the past, but that team would have to take a very big step forward to go from 10th and no wins in 2023 to a championship contender in 2024. To put a number on it, Pierce's average finish this past year was just a tick over fifth to go along with 14 wins and the series championship. Dillard's average finish was over 11th over the same season. That would take a turnaround of pretty epic proportion to jump that far in one season. The 97 was certainly fast last night, but let's see how that team does as the year starts to play out against the Outlaws before we start calling them a title contender. The Wild West Shootout continues tonight with another 10,000 to win show for the Super Land Models. If you aren't headed to the racetrack, you can watch it live over on Flow Racing. At the Talladega Short Track, Ryan Gustin was a $7,500 winner at the Ice Bowl. It was his first time out in his new deal partnered up with Todd Cooney. He got around Christian Hanger for the lead before halfway and then held off Oakley Johns at the end. Hanger, Ray Cook, and Sam Seawright were the rest of the top five. The next time we'll see Gustin uh, is for the Outlaw opener at, so uh, at Volusia, excuse me, for the Sunshine Nationals in a few weeks. In recent days down under, we saw Brad Sweet win again during Western Australia Speed Week. He topped Trent Pigden and Brock Zierfoss at Bunbury. I've been told it's not Bunbury, that it's actually Bunbury, but I'm not going to call it Bunbury. Uh, and at Toowoomba, we had three different winners in three nights. Carson Macedo won the opener over Brock Hallett. Lachlan McHugh won night two over Ryan Newton and Jock Goodyear. And then the 30,000 uh, 30, win finale went to Goodyear, uh, who led all 35 laps, topping Jack Corbett and Carson Macedo. This week, 410 sprint car shows down under include Lismore on Tuesday and weekend action at Avalon and at Perth. Here in the U.S., Chili Bowl practice is going on all day today in Tulsa. It's actually happening right now as you watch this. And then the first prelim night is set for tomorrow. That is Monday. We should be uh, somewhere around 370 cars for the event. ChiliBowl.com at the moment has 373 on the pre-entry list. If you are playing the pools for obviously entertainment purposes only, you've got the rest of the day today and Monday before hot laps to make your selections. I know a lot of you wait until practice day to decide uh, to try and get an idea of pace uh, for some of these drivers and teams in the building. If you want to go even further on your Chili Bowl research, a month of Dirt Tracker Plus is only $4.99. Gets you all the stats and info on the event that you can handle. See more details and sign up over at dirttracker.com slash get plus. 
Back on Friday night, David Gravel was live again on YouTube with another guest. And if you haven't checked these out yet, I definitely encourage you to do so. Especially at a point in the year where there kind of isn't much else going on, these Gravel shows are a really good watch. The Friday guest was Tyler Courtney, and they talked about a bunch of different topics, including Sunshine's decision to go high limit, the state of the sport of sprint car racing, they talked Chili Bowl, they talked a lot of things. One thing I wanted to hit on that Gravel mentioned was the plans for Roth Motorsports for 2024. They're really the last major sprint car team who hasn't announced anything yet, at least in terms of their national touring plans. And Gravel and Sunshine were talking about the current list of full-time teams for both High Limit uh, and the Outlaws. And Gravel said he'd heard that both Buddy Kofoid and James McFadden were going full-time on the Outlaw side in those two Roth machines. The Kofoid part jives with what I've heard as well. Supposedly that deal is already signed with the Outlaws, but I just, I don't know why it hasn't been revealed yet. As for McFadden, the rumor in recent weeks has been that Roth was going to split the cars with McFadden going high limit as Buddy went full-time Outlaws. Both cars will again be powered by Toyota engines, and I saw comments actually recently from California Sprint Car driver Chase Johnson. Uh, I can't remember where I saw those, but that uh, he expects Toyota to start selling those 410 Sprint Car engines sometime this year. The comment from Gravel, though, was the first time that I'd heard talk that McFadden could be back with the Outlaws. I know he and his guys were not happy about how things played out uh, with the tire doping penalty in 2023, and you have to think that could play at least some role in their decision-making process. Just like we saw with Shark, splitting the two Roth cars would allow the team to kind of toe the line between the two national sprint car series and potentially be in position to grab a high-limit charter for the future. So that would make sense here. Dennis Roth, though, has long campaigned cars with the Outlaws, and Toyota has a significant presence among the WRG-owned series as a sponsor, so it's not hard to make a case for both cars going Outlaws as well. Hopefully we'll hear, uh, hear more on this front soon. You can watch Gravel and Sunshine over at youtube.com slash davidgravel. One other sprint car driver been asked about is Justin Sanders. Besides his usual ride out west with Mitri, uh, Sanders came east a lot in 2023 to run for both Kevin and Jordan Swindell early on, and then Macri after Anthony departed the 39M. I know there have been discussions with some different teams for 2024, but back on Friday, Jeremy Elliott shared in a piece at SprintCarUnlimited.com that Sanders will stay close to home this season. With Corey Day off to do high limits, Sanders will be right at the top of the list of guys to challenge for that NARC championship. But it would be a shame, I think, to not see Sanders run more nationally. I think when we look around the country at some regional sprint car guys ready for that next step, Sanders is definitely at the top of that group. I think Sanders is an example of somebody who could be hurt by the lack of kind of no middle or, or second tier series like All-Stars. He could certainly take the jump to full-time high limit or outlaws and be just fine. But I do think his progression will be helped by a season or two competing at a step below that level. Kind of let him learn on the road first. As 2024 progresses, though, I wouldn't expect the silly season stuff to slow down that we've kind of seen here over the past 12 months. And I think Sanders should be on the top of the call sheet for car owners who are looking for a better option. Finally today, some more staff news for High Limit. The Sprint Car Series has filled out their broadcast crew with the addition of Tony Laporta to be their full-time pit reporter in 2024. He'll join Chase Rodman on those Flow Racing broadcasts and on the PA system at High Limit shows. TLP has spent the past two seasons creating content at WRG after being the main USAC announcer for the 2021 season. Laporta moved over to USAC after several years on the mic with IndyCar and IMSA and took heat early in his tenure for struggling through his opening weekend. It didn't take long, though, for him to find his stride, and, and I thought at the time that his ouster was premature. I thought he could have been a good candidate, too, for the main announcing job at High Limit, which I talked about on a daily show, but I think this pit reporting gig is the next best thing. 
I think he'll do really well in that role, especially as he's gotten to know so many of these wing sprint car teams and drivers the past two seasons working with the Outlaws. It doesn't go unnoticed, though, that TLP is now the fifth fairly high-profile employee to move from WRG to high limit as they have ramped into a national series. In the past year, we've seen Brian Walker swap PR roles, Mike Hess and Anthony Carini go from the uh, Outlaw Tower to high limit, and Chase Rodman and TLP slide into these new announcing spots. I've said before that if you're starting a big-time sprint car series, the best place to snag talent is the already existing incumbent, and High Limit has played that card here several times now. These are all guys who will uh, be able to slide into their new jobs with minimal transitions, and I think that will be big for High Limit when the season starts. There's no going to be learning new people and trying to figure out roles and trainings and all that stuff. These guys have all worked together, and they all know how to do these roles. That's going to be big for High Limit and getting off the ground quickly and not having any problems. On the flip side, WRG has a strong history of finding and growing new talent, and I wouldn't expect them here to skip a beat. Walker was already placed by Alex Neaton. Rodman's pit reporter spot is going to Connor Wade. TLP's job is posted at the moment, uh, and I don't know of a replacement yet for Anthony Carini. I think the Outlaws will be okay there, though, as longtime series scorer Eloy Gutierrez is still very much in the mix. As for race director, uh, Don Graby came back to fill that seat for the Outlaws late in 2023 after Hess was ousted but I've heard a new name will take that spot for 2024. So that's something to keep an eye on. All right, that's it for the show today. DirtTracker.com is your place for news, the streaming schedule, and a whole lot more. So make sure to add it to your rotation of daily internet stops. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.